Hello, and welcome to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast, part of the SB Nation family. I'm your host, Brendan Ertel, and you can find my Saints articles on Canal Street Chronicles as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertel. Who dat? And welcome back to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host today, Brennan Ertel. Today we're going to break down the Saints win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-17. The New Orleans Saints sweep the Buccaneers on the season. It's the second time they've beat them. First time they beat them with Drew. They went into, into Tampa Bay in their all-white IC uniforms and definitely did not leave in all-white. They left muddy, grassy, but that's because they played their hearts out. They improve to 8-2 and two on the season. Before we get into this game, I'm going to be talking about the division games first. So, of course, the Bucks fall to 3-7 and seven after they came into the game being 3-6. and six, The Saints beat them. The Falcons, another stunner. They beat the Carolina Panthers 29-3. to three. That improves their record to 3-7. and seven, And the Carolina Panthers fall to 5-5 five and five next week when they come to the Dome. Let's jump into some of the stats of the game. Drew Brees was 28 for 35 for 228 yards and three touchdowns. A big improvement for him since last week against the Falcons. He struggled, but part of the reason he struggled was the offensive line play. We will get into that more. They drastically improved this week. Alvin Kamara looks healthy again. He had 13 carries for 75 yards, 10 receptions for for 47 yards. Michael Thomas had eight receptions for 114 yards and a touchdown that put the Saints up 13-0. He had a big game. Kiko Alonso, the former Miami Dolphin, led the Saints in tackles. He had six tackles and a pass defense. That ended up leading to Von Bell's first career interception. Marcus Williams also had a 55-yard pick six. Von Bell, DeMario Davis, and P.G. Williams all had interceptions, four total. DeMario Davis had four passes defense and six tackles. Let's get right into the breakdown of the game. First of all, the game ball goes to the secondary. They played lights out against the fourth overall passing offense. Without their best player, Marshawn Lattimore, big game for them. I'll be talking a lot more about the secondary. Before we get into them, I want to talk about a big stat that was the reason why the Saints are dominating these football games. They had 14 more minutes of time possession. That's huge. That means you're, you're extending your drives and you're getting the other team off the, off the field. The reason that's possible is in the trenches. The offensive line played amazing. Night and day since last week's performance. They lost Andrew Speed to a broken arm. Nick Easton came in and played great. Sean was loving on him. He said he played phenomenal. And he had a tough task against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He, he went against Vita Vea, former first-round pick, and Adamican Sue. Two maybe the best run suffers in the league, and he took care of business. The Saints had 109 rushing yards on the top-ranked rush defense in the league. That's big for them. That's a big stat. The offensive line... Also, didn't let Drew Brees get touched. They had zero sacks on Brees. Taysom Hill did have a sack on a cover zero blitz. Came from a safety that came into the box and blitz. Taysom didn't recognize the coverage. Part of Taysom's fault, part of the offensive line's fault, but I'm not going to blame that on that. That happens. But this game had the feel of a domination type game. Even though the score might have not said so, it seemed like the Saints dominated this game. The reason the score didn't say so was because of the penalties. They, they still continue to hurt themselves. 
Jared Cook had a couple big holdings that stopped big plays. He called back a Kamara touchdown and a long Kamara run. So Jared Cook, you owe Alvin Kamara lunch when you listen to this podcast. Just go out and buy, to, buy him some Cafe du Monde or whatever. You owe him some lunch. But without the penalties, the Saints could have easily dropped 40, 50 points on the Bucks. But the feel of this game was definitely a domination by the Saints. Part of the reason also was from the defensive backs. They shut down Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, possibly, arguably, the best wide receiver duo in the league. They both didn't have their first catch until the second half. They caused four interceptions total, one by P.J., who was a goal line stand jump ball to Mike Evans. He usually wins those. Jameis Winston threw it kind of low, and P.J. snatched that. Vaughn Bells was a tip-off Kiko Alonso, so the defense continues to make plays. DeMario Davis's interception was a tip pass off OJ's back and a big hit by Marcus Williams. DeMario came down with that one. But with, without the Saints' best cover corner, Pro Bowl corner Marshawn Lattimore, they played um, insane, insane. You can't stress it enough. I was worried about this game. I didn't think they were going to lose, but I thought it would be a tough fight because PJ on the perimeter, he's been iffy out there. He played great. He, he, he surprised me. We didn't hear Patrick Robinson's name a lot, and that's good because he was in good coverage, tight coverage with the tight ends and slot receivers. So he was shutting them down out in, inside there. Part of the reason the def- defensive backfield played so well was was the front seven. Cameron Jordan was all over the place. He was insane. He had one and a half sacks in the game, and he was in the face of Jameis all night. He could have had two, three sacks. Uh, Jameis did a good job getting the ball out. He threw a left-handed pass that would have been a Cam Jordan or Marcus Davenport sack. Another thing I want to bring up is Davenport didn't play a lot. Sean Payton did say they ran a lot of three-man fronts, just just the fit of the game. They ended up running a lot, a lot of three-man fronts, and Trey and Marcus kind of split the DN reps, but he did he did tally a pressure. Defense overall played great. Another player, another player who played great can't guard Mike. He broke two NFL records today. It feels like he's breaking an NFL record every other week. He is the first player with 90-plus catches in the first four years of his career. No player has ever done that. Super consistent, and we still have games left in the season. He's on pace to break the catch record, but we will knock on wood. Hopefully he does it. He's also He also has the most catches through 10 games in NFL history. He has 94, and the next highest was Marvin Harrison at 86. That's the record he's chasing. Hopefully he can keep up with the, in that race. The reason Mike's got so many touches is because the offense is taking care of the football. They have more opportunities to give their ball to the best players. They are first in the NFL in giveaways. They've only given the ball away six times, and that's shout-out to Teddy Bridgewater. He came in, played five of those games, and he didn't turn the ball over. And when he did, it wasn't really his fault. And if it was, it was like, okay, I, I, it's understandable. But the Saints are taking care of the football on offense. Yes, they put the ball on the ground uh, against the Bucks, but they recovered. They're, they're not turning the ball over. They're not like Jameis Winston throwing stupid picks or fumbling bad fumbles like LaShawn McCoy has been doing. They're taking care of the football, and it's literally their child, and they're trying to bring it to the end zone. Another crazy stat, this defense played so well. They had four interceptions, 12 pass defense, two sacks, and a touchdown. On those four interceptions, they had 75 interception return yards. That doubled the Bucks' rushing yards. The Bucks got 36 rushing yards, so they completely doubled their offense on that. The Bucks only called six run plays when it really mattered. They called six in the midfield, 
Two runs were scrambles by Jameis Winston, and two were goal line runs, so of course you're going to see a run there. But the Saints made the Bucks very one-dimensional, and honestly, they they couldn't even be one-dimensional. They were no-dimensional. They didn't have any kind of offense. The Saints shut them down for the most part. They're playing championship football right now, and it's because they're taking care of the ball on third down on both sides of the ball. On offense, they're getting to third and manageable, third and short, third and three, third and four, and that takes part of Kamara being healthy and the offensive line being healthy. Most importantly, first and second down, positive plays. not No penalties, no sacks, positive plays, even if it's two or three yards. Murray's been really good at that, just getting two or three, three or four. Just staying ahead of those chains, like Archie Manning says, they're on schedule. Every, you need to stay on schedule of the chains every every chain. On the defensive side of the ball, they're getting off the ball on third down. They're doing a really good job on that. Last year, that was a little bit of a struggle getting off getting off the field, but they've been better at that this year. Against the Falcons, they could not get off the field. But all the other games, the defense has done a great job of getting off the field, and that t- and that starts up in the in the trenches, the front seven. Them getting pressure, that means the quarterback has to get the ball out faster, and the coverage in the backfield has been maybe the best we've seen in a long time. Marcus Williams and Vaughn Bell could start so many other places, so many other franchises. They'd start right away. A lot of more, of course. But they're playing championship football right now on both sides of the football. Post-game injury report. Josh Hill left the game with a concussion. He's now in concussion protocol. Stephon Anthony left the game with a hamstring injury. He will be okay. Kind of ironic I'm talking about Stephon Anthony right now, but he will be okay. He got checked up a little bit on his hamstring. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure to check out Shim Hank's injury report coming out later today and my preview of next week's game against the Carolina Panthers on Saturday. I appreciate everyone. If you have if you have any questions or want to hit me up on Twitter, at Brennan underscore Ertle, please let me know. Hope you all have a great day. Who that?